Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 36 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm your brother for another mother, Andy Stewart. <laughs> How's it going man, you alright? I'm okay man, thank you very much, you? I'm fine, before we go any further, um, I have to commend you on an excellent choice of business expense that you did uh, this week. Yeah, um, yeah, of course I had to, as, mu- as much fun as the, the two chair solution was. Um, yeah, you have, um, you've procured a new coffee table for um, recording station purposes. I have, yeah. And I have to say, it's remarkable. Your face lit up when you, when you saw it. I'm very enamoured with it, I must say. Yeah, you, you look filled with joy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got like wee drawers and everything and wee shelves. Yeah, and for anyone listening, uh, we can tell you that it's uh, pretty cheap, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's I would say that it's a dark oak laminate finish. <laughs> Uh, it has some uh, some drawers underneath, for, which will come in handy for storing cables and whatnot. Uh, we should definitely uh, post a picture of the before and after of the recording setup. I think it's looking pretty good. <laughs> I think we should definitely do it. Anyway, yeah, what have you been watching this week? To be honest, it's been another quiet week. I've mm-hmm. been I've been busy with numerous other things, but um, I've been listening to uh, a new podcast. Well, it's not a new podcast, but I only recently found out about it. Okay, and Voorhees we trust, right? With Matt Gurley and Paul Rust. Basically, one each episode they go through one film from the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Right, 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 right. And they talk a lot about um, Crystal Lake Memories, the book, which I had mentioned before. I think I mentioned it in the Friday the 13th Part 5 episode, way back in episode 1. Yeah, I believe you did, yeah. However, out there in the world, after the fact, after the book, um, there is a documentary also called Crystal Lake Memories based on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've started watching that again, but seven hours long. I was going to say it's an undertaking. I was going to say <laughs> I can understand what you've started but not yet finished. Yeah, yeah. Seven hours long, so I'm watching that again. But it's really, it's great stuff. It's nice to see everyone's kind of responses and hear the stories behind the films. It's narrated by Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis himself. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's made by the same guys who made Never Sleep Again. Oh, yeah, the Elm Street documentary. Yeah. Okay. Um, but a lot more films in the, <laughs> the Friday the 13th franchise yes. than, in the, than in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. That is certainly true. But, uh, yeah, if you if you like Never Sleep Again, I would, would suggest you immediately get your hands on Crystal Lake Memories. Cool, cool. Is that, do you reckon that's about your lot for this week? Uh, pretty much. Oh, if you're making um, your way through a seven-hour documentary, Although, what I will say, and, uh, and this plays in a little bit into the announcement of the guest in film for this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have been kind of dipping my toes back into kind of early 90s, mid-90s sci-fi tech thrillers. Okay. Um, like, I didn't watch Johnny Mnemonic again. Right, okay. Say, but I did watch uh, Virtuosity. Ah, okay. Uh, with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. <laughs> I haven't seen this. Uh, yeah, that's uh, gloriously bananas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like bad Russell Crowe, though. Like, uh, he, <laughs> he should be bad more often. Like. Um, I have a few things. Well, I have a couple. I'm just going to come straight out and say it, that I didn't manage a Shockwaves one this week. Uh- 
allow me to pause to beat you. I've got my stick here. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, it's my it's my last week. I'm hoping the fuck of are you limited resources. What the fuck are you playing at? No, didn't get one. Didn't get right, one. Okay, we'll try and come back with two next week. Right, well, let's get that out the way then. Now, Mitch, what's your chocolate? One hundred. No, he doesn't. Fine. Moving, Moving on. on. Uh, yeah, no, I have watched a couple of things this week. I watched, um, I got hold of a screener of Orson Oblowitz's The Queen of Hollywood Boulevard. Ah, yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty interesting. I am not going to pretend that this kind of thing is generally what I go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I gave it a look and thought it was pretty good. Um, his mom is the lead role in it. That's cool. Uh, it is cool, and she's yeah. really good as well. And um, But basically it's about um, this woman who has owned this kind of rundown strip club for 25 years yeah. or so and uh, on her 60th birthday or around her 60th birthday kind of lands herself in trouble with this very old debt to the mob okay I think like I say story wise uh, it's not the kind of thing that I normally flock to mm-hmm. but I think that it's um, it's a really well made film and uh, nails the atmosphere and the use of music and stuff and it's really clever performances are really good um, I'm not sure what the release situation is for that over here yet mm-hmm. but um, I would say if that's the kind of thing that you like I would definitely recommend getting in amongst it I uh, like that quite a bit. Um, also, I caught up with Lost After Dark, which I've been meaning to watch for a while. Okay. Are you familiar with that film I'm at all? not at all. I've got no idea what you're talking Came about. Came out in 2015, 2016 kind of time, and it's an 80s homage slasher, which is fine. I think that one of the reasons why I haven't got around to it is that it kind of got a little bit lost in the haze of all the other 80s homage <laughs> shit that's been going on in the last couple of years. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, like I've got a little bit of a, I've got a tipping point for that. Sure. And I've hit yeah. it a couple of times. You'd be, you wouldn't be human if you didn't. No, I would say that's fair. So I cycled my way back around to Amazon Prime uh, this week, carrying on my trend of uh, watching wildly inappropriate things in public forums, watched it in a cafe. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's basically, it's about these kids who are like a, some kind of dance, a high school dance or other. Uh, they hijack a school bus or like, jumpstart a school bus and drive to some remote location and get hunted down by the owner of the property who is the villain of the piece who kind of just looks like Rob Zombie. Right, okay. Um, I didn't care for it. Oh, uh, Particularly. I think that... uh, There's some good kills in there, but I think that the... Kind of what we were saying about Colobos last week, actually. Right. In that, like, the... the, Like, the journey to there, the getting there of when it shifts gears is really arduous. (laughs) Um, it's got Robert Patrick in it. Oh well, so does everything. Um, as 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 the principal, uh, which right, is okay. It's right. just quite funny, and I think he is really good at. It. He's probably the best thing about it. He kind of struts around being cartoonishly villainous. Wait, the principal actor or the principal of a school? He's the principal of a school. Oh right, okay. Uh, yeah, um, okay. Uh, of the school. Um, so he's pretty good, and like I say, some of the kills are good. I think that like the look of the killer is all right. But I think that story-wise, I felt like the first half in particular was really leaden fitted. Um, had a bit of a fight on my hands getting to when it kind of gear shifted. Right. So um, of the kind of tidal wave of kind of 80s leaning stuff that has kind of flooded the horror genre since about 2015 or so, I wouldn't flock to this one personally. Okay, okay. But if you like that kind of thing, if you're really, if you're, if like, if, if 80s slashers are your bag, then by all means check it out, but it doesn't do anything with it. Right. It's right. just an 80s slasher. Mm-hmm. It's or like an 80s leaning slasher. I, I don't think that it has anything particularly new to oh, say right. or do which is maybe not what it's set out to make but I think that at this point you can't just make one of those <laughs> fair enough personally uh, but that's about it um, for this week and like I say I will hopefully be back in harness with the shockwave stuff next week right so I guess yeah this is out of order and I find myself very discombobulated it's, yeah it's really disorientating isn't it okay what have they been saying 
Once again, they've been saying a fair amount. Yeah, and just going back to what you were just saying about Colobos, big uh, thanks to Philip Escott for coming on and talking Colobos with us. And uh, perhaps making less of an enemy of Colobos out of you than I expected. Yeah, I would say I also was kind of surprised by the extent to which he didn't necessarily talk me around, but I think that... uh, I kind of came out the other side feeling way more charitable about it <laughs> than I did going in. So do you want to start with Call of Boss or do you want to jump back? Well, yeah, let's kick off with Call of Boss related Okay, so um, uh, James Patrick Duffy getting in touch on Facebook. Right. Uh, as you boys know, I have set a challenge of buying every podcast film you review on DVD to watch. No he, me- I happen to know he has bought more than just podcast films. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done ones we've watched and stuff like yeah. that as well, hasn't he? But I said this has been easier with some than others. However, imagine my surprise when I couldn't find Call the Boss. Due to mishearing you on Monday's minisode, I spent hours online looking for late 80s sitcom Call the Boss, no doubt starring <laughs> sitcom regulars such as Patrick Warburton and Jerry Stiller. <laughs> this, however, does not exist. Uh, did get Call the Boss for £1.12, though, once the confusion lifted. Amazing. So I'm glad, he, I'm glad he figured that out. I would have loved if he'd just got like a box set of Call the Boss and was watching it like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> No one's hacking their face off in this. I've been watching this for six hours. When is Jerry Stiller going to cut his fucking face off? <laughs> R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. Mm. Continuing with Colobos, jumping on to Twitter, Mr. James Plum at Mad Science Films getting in touch to say, very excited for at Phil Escott to be appearing on the next Strong Violent PC. He's doing great work bringing cult movie greatness to South Wales with Fractured Visions. That is worth recognising. It is, yeah. And uh, as far as I uh, understand, Colobos was actually the... Secret film at this year's Fractured Visions? Was it? I believe so. Oh, there yeah. you go. Staying with Call the Boss, uh, Dave Cooper, our pal, uh, deluxe underscore man on Twitter, uh, the owner of the best Twitter handle in the world, gets in touch <laughs> saying, sounds exactly like my kind of film. We'll be picking up the re-release uh, when it's at a reasonable price. That tacked on ending sounds hilarious. Um, so I replied to that and he said, basically, weird to think that not even something as barmy as that film doesn't get away from studio interference. I don't, I don't know if there was studio interference involved. I think it was more just an, an understanding that for certain things to be picked up, there had to be a specific runtime in y- place. Yeah, you had to be hitting a certain thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I agree. I think that it's possibly something that's less to do with studio interference and more just a general acknowledgement of what would and wouldn't help your film get picked up. Yeah, and uh, I, I was listening to the episode, well, obviously, because I edited it, um, but... <laughs> Just when uh, Phil said something like it was a hundred page script that came out at 60 minutes worth of film, I was just like, oh my god. That's fucking wild, isn't it? <laughs> That's fucking madness. Really, really strange one, yeah. <laughs> um, have you got anything else on Call the Boss? Because I've got a couple other things, but they're um, from a little further back in time. Well, no I don't, but I also have something from a little further back in time, so I'm going to jump right on in with that. Okay. Um, Soul Tired Popcorn. Oh yeah? Soul Tired Popcorn getting in touch to say... At Strong Violent PC, I know this shows how far behind I am, with a couple of episodes skipped until I refresh my memory of the movies, but Death Barbecue, aka Skewered, made me <laughs> laugh aloud today, <laughs> as did the brilliant synopsis of Life Force. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Death Barbecue, of course... It was happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me, uh, yeah, yeah, back I've, in uh, the early days of Mitch's Pitches. A very early Mitch's Pitch, yeah, 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 that's a deep cut. <laughs> um, and yeah, of course, Life Force, a reference to, uh, I think, episode 19, I want to say, Jules Boyle. Yeah. Getting in touch talking about that, and his 30-second synopsis really is... Um, Something it's, to behold. Yeah, it's worth a listen. It's pretty tremendous. <laughs> Even yeah. if you don't listen to the whole episode, uh, it's worth a listen. Yeah, just go back, just go back. Um, staying with things from way back, actually, uh, hurtling back to somewhere in the region of episode 10, Darren Gaskell, uh, Darren underscore Gaskell on Twitter, going way back to, yeah, it is, going back to episode 10 of Strong Violent PC and the Ninth Configuration. Ah, wonderful. Uh, which Heather Buckley, of course, joined us to talk about and uh, schooled us all. 
in that one. And uh, But he said, I saw it for the first time just before the podcast and was blown away, rapidly becoming one of my favourite films ever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking excellent. It really uh, is. I've said it loads of times, but if you haven't by now checked it out, Pause this, come back later, we'll and, wait. and go and watch the ninth configuration because yeah. it's fucking great. It's I think I think it's it's my favourite of the films that I've discovered through this, I think, as well. Still, I think that, that is still true. Um I have a couple things more. Um again on some older stuff. Uh well, I say older stuff, sushi girl. Oh right, okay. So more recent than the older the, than the next oldest one I've got. Okay, you go. Which is Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. We had uh, Antonis Constantinou oh, yeah? messaging us on Facebook saying, Finally got around to this on my epic catch up spree. Hilarious stuff as always, guys. I haven't seen this entertaining turd in a while, but my lasting memory of it will always be Skeletor arriving about nine hours too late to the parade on his plywood float. Classic eighties shite. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Can't argue with any of that. Uh, yeah, Sushi Girl, I have one. Uh, it's from Shakes, uh, the Shakes72 on Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed your take on Sushi Girl once I realised I had the podcast playing at 1.5 times speed. Fat ah. Scottish dialects are a tough follow. I agree about the framing and the quality of the shots. I think the inconsistency in Hamill's character is better than just being stereotypically camp. The ambiguity gives it a little depth. Equally, though, agree that the bathroom slash wire scene needed to be less drawn out. What is the photo even for? Probably should have emailed this. Maybe next time. (laughs) Uh, Well, it appears that the photo is merely a drug delivery system. That's entirely the purpose that it serves, yeah. Uh, I think that's just about it for me. I've got another thing here from our old pal Dennis Extro Atherton. Ah, excellent. Uh, he's got in touch regarding Demon Wind. The conversation rages on about Demon Wind. <laughs> Dennis got in touch to say, Cheers, guys. Great fun as always. P.S. Out of interest, I'm not embarrassed by liking Demon Wind. Uh, I imported the Vinegar Syndrome Blue at great expense. Worth every penny, though. Yeah, it was the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray that we actually watched, uh, thanks to Mr. John McPhail for that. Indeed, I'm sure that John will be thrilled at the fact that this is ne- this conversation is now running into its third week. <laughs> I'm sure that the fact that it's such a hot-button issue. Yeah, is... we're opening eyes to Demon Wind, that's what we're doing. It certainly seems to be, yeah, or like at least um, the sleeping majority of people that have seen it and haven't talked about it are coming out of the woodwork yeah. and finally sharing their experiences. Shedding that coat of embarrassment that they've been hiding under. <laughs> yeah, come out, come out. <laughs> It's a place of love. Moving swiftly on, uh, I think that is just about it for me. You got anything else? I don't. Well, I say I've got nothing else. I've obviously got screeds more because... It is once again time for Mitch's Pitches. And, um, well, I guess, before we begin, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone. It will be an image of a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He will, of course, remove the title and the tagline and all identifying text. All you'll leave is a central image. You'll send that to me. We'll also share it on all of our social media so you can play along at home. I will describe the image to the best of my ability, give the film a synopsis and a title. And as always, like I say, we are looking for your submissions. And on that note... <laughs> I love this. So last week, the film was Deadly Spawn? Correct, yes, from 1983. And uh, I reappropriated that, I believe, as Sex Education to the Birds and the Beelzebub. Correct. Um... <laughs> So we open this up to some discussion, uh, as we always do. And I think it's uh, important at this point to give a content warning. Uh, yes. Because um, the image um, so does go, look phallic. Go and take a look back at the image. Uh, it's it's all it's on Twitter, it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook. It will not surprise any of you to learn that the responses this week were utter fucking filth. Yep, they're all dick-based. <clears throat> Most of them are, yeah. Uh, James Plum, Mad Science Films, Space Dicks. Right, okay, short, simple, like it. 
Yeah, I'm pretty strong. Laura, Ben and LV on Twitter, with apologies to the Minetti brothers, the arrival of Wang part two, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> I remember the, the, the arrival, arrival of, of Wang. Wang yeah. yeah, it's quite a deep cut, quite a deep cut. Quite yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, Sheridan Not, Nazi on Twitter, cock a hoop, 1985. <laughs> uh, Romantic comedy turns bitter when three massive cocks attack, featuring scenes of mild distress. Ah, yep. Mm-hmm. So I do like that. Cosmic Ray Girl, Revenge of the Geoducks. Side note, you have to, go- <laughs> you have to Google image Geoduck. Uh, it's like a, a kind of shell crustacean thing, and it looks like a giant cock. I see. Okay, I'll yeah. do my homework on that one next time. Yeah. Uh, Handy Ray on Twitter. Teeth 2, Revenge of the Engorged. <laughs> Which I think is great, actually. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin Downs at Caitlin M. Downs on Twitter. I like this a lot. Murder Wang. Tagline, they come in threes. <laughs> that's Murder Wang. That's, uh, that's tremendous. Uh, Ma- uh, Mark Logan. Uh, oh, oh, cue the John Williams music, Harry Potter and the Deathly Cocks. Alistair Montgomery on Facebook. Uh, venturing into a valley of tiny burning trees, Steve's plans for a seductive camping trip go somewhat awry when his misuse of the magical twig of Zoth accidentally summons Narthu, the indentured penis lord, who sets about wreaking havis- havoc on all in his path. Jason Statham stars in Throbbing Wand. Narthu. Narthu. Right, okay, cool. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Natalie Sinclair, Hobba, Hobba, and Hobba. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking wild. Uh, Stevie Reeve, the revenge of King Ghidorah's cocks. Right, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Zoe Louise, getting straight to the point. Death cocks. Darren Gaskell on Facebook. Giant mutant cock attack. When a secret government experiment goes wrong, it's up to local farmhand Chet to prevent his town and its inhabitants from being devoured by psychotic, oversized trouser snakes. Trouble is, his only available weapon is a stick. <laughs> Antonis Constantinou, Roger Corman's cock explosion. Worms from Uranus. <laughs> Uh, Mark Logan getting in again. Monster cocks, they're coming for you. Um, Andy, Andy, Andy McCartan, Teeth Penis 3, this morning. Um, and a couple more. So, Comfortably Dumb on Instagram. Really calling it as he sees it. Giant alien monster teeth penises. Yeah. Possibly the most functional of functional responses. And uh, Be Quiet Michael on Instagram continuing to uh, get in there with some good ones after a claiming holiday goes wildly awry armed only with a branch and 1950s gender stereotypes Chad and Veronica have to evade a slew of Freudian nightmares in 1991's Escape from Chode Mountain (laughs) (laughs) oh my oh lord Um, so uh, I believe that uh, that's your lot so it falls to me to pick my favourite. It does fall to you to pick your favourite. Okay. Uh, some pretty strong ones in there. Oh, uh, purely for the level of world building involved, I'm going to give it to Alistair Montgomery. Okay, I'm just going to bring that one back up again so we can run back through it because it really was in um, what I was what I would describe as exhaustive detail. So that was, once again, venturing into a valley of tiny burning trees, Steve's plan for a seductive camping trip goes somewhat awry when his misuse of the magical twig of Zoth accidentally summons Narthu the indentured penis lord, who sets about wreaking (laughs) havoc on all in his path. Jason Statham stars in Throbbing Wand. I agree, actually, because it's got a title, it's got a very long synopsis, like you say, a large amount of universe building, and he's also cast it. Yeah, and Jason Statham's head weirdly looks like a penis. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, that's your lot. That concludes. I was going to say that concludes Mitch's pitches. That is the beginning of Mitch's pitches. Yeah, hey, Alistair, you win. Nothing. You sure don't, buddy. <laughs> now, yeah, are you ready? I sure am. Okay, inbound. Okay, hit me. Should be with you any second now. Oh, here we are. I like this. I like this plenty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. This is very good. <laughs> I like this plenty. Yeah. Okay. What we have here is um, an old TV set. What What is it about it that um, makes you think that? It's that it is quite large and boxy, and also it has two dials on the side of it. <laughs> or, like, next to the screen. Okay. So I'm going to say that it is an old model. Right, yeah. Sure. Which is uh, which is uh, has been knocked over, or it's certainly on the ground, mm-hmm. screen facing up. Um, emerging from the screen, it's smashed, and uh, yeah, a, a, a giant, angry-looking kind of like skull-faced monster. I mean, everything's a skull-faced monster, I suppose. Everything <laughs> has skulls, but like, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got like a, like a kind of a demonic visage, um, reaching towards the viewer with its right hand. Which is a uh, very kind of clawed, scaly, and uh, in the background there also appears to be a wood varnished table. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I think I think I think I've hit on all the main points. Uh, also, yeah, there's uh, there's kind of like classic '80s electricity imagery shooting from it. It wouldn't be complete no without random lightning. Uh, yes. Yes. Precisely. So, wow, um, a lot going on here. I'm just gonna need just a sec. Sure. Okay, I think I've got it. This is actually quick. Like this is <laughs> this is insanely quick. It's all come together quite quickly, I must say. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. Okay. Well, I'm very excited. Right. Let's do this. The sleepy town of Millhaven, Nebraska, is plunged into <laughs> chaos when terrifying otherworldly entities assume the form of public access newscasters and communicate messages of death and destruction to the waiting populace. With the town in the throes of a cavalcade of murder, riots, and bloodshed, can plucky intern Jessica Vanderbilt shut the station down and end the chaos? <laughs> Find out in 1985's Bloodcast News. Oh. <laughs> well, that was very detailed. That's incredible. It came together. I don't know. I don't know where it all came from. Yeah. But yeah, Bloodcast News. Bloodcast News. It's got to be. Bloodcast News. Yeah. Uh, No. Outrageous. What is it? Uh, We're going back to 1987. Okay. I wasn't too far out in the year. Not too far out in the year. Um, And it's uh, Robert Scott's The Video Dead. The video dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This yeah. this seems like this seems like something I might quite like. What's it about? A family takes delivery of a new television set, unaware that it is the gateway by which killer zombies enter the world. Yeah, sounds brilliant. Uh, it's great. It's also got uh, Michael St. Michael's from the Greasy Strangler in it. <laughs> Bullshit artist. <laughs> cool. So, that concludes Mitch's Pitches for this week. This is where you come in. Yeah. Uh, the image is out there. Get on there, join in, give us your own pitches. Most of the time they're better than mine. Oh, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, you know? Everybody is doing an amazing job. Do not stop. Never stop. Yeah, it's my new favourite thing about the minisodes. <laughs> so, not too much left to do then, I don't suppose. No. Um, with the exception of taking a look ahead to this Friday's episode. Yes, I'm uh, particularly excited about this one. Uh, yeah, I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, we have a guest once again. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I love that you always have to quantify that, like, just to prepare people. We do have a guest, guys! Yeah. <laughs> Starting 2019 as we mean to go on, we do have a guest. Yeah, it's not going to be us. Um, he is the director of a film I mentioned earlier. The Queen of Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. He is also <laughs> the director of the outstanding Fright Fest 2018 selection, Hell is Where the Home Is, 
We are being joined this week by Mr. Orson Oblowitz. Yes, indeed. And what a film he has chosen. Uh, yes, this is quite a pick. Yeah, and I know I mentioned earlier that I was in this kind of 90s cyber tech thriller kind of place. As it turns out, that was no coincidence. That was no coincidence whatsoever because the film that we are doing is Brett Leonard's 1992 VR Nightmare. The Lawnmower Man. Yay! The Lawnmower Man it is. Now, quick note on where you can get this in the UK. It's available on all streaming platforms, but Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah, they've got it on there. And I think if you're feeling particularly torturous, Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace is in there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't seen that, Uh, (laughs) unsurprisingly. (laughs) But yes, uh, I think this one is going to be... are an absolute blast. I can't fucking wait for this. Yes. Uh, director of The Queen of Hollywood Boulevard and Hell is Where the Home is, Orson Oblowitz, joins us this week to discuss 1992's The Lawnmower Man. Yeah. So that's this Friday from 8. You want to get in touch with some thoughts on that? I have a feeling that some of you out there are going to have some opinions <laughs> on this in the best possible way. Facebook and Instagram, we're Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC, and you can also email us at StrongLanguageViolentScenes at gmail.com. Yep, and if you're wondering where you can listen, if you don't already know by now, you can get us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, you can get us on Acast, you can get us on TuneIn, and of course, let's not forget, our lovely hosts are home at Podbean. The mighty Podbean. Yep. We love them. Also, if you want to get in touch, uh, we're trying to get a little bit of feedback on one thing just now. Well, a couple of things. But one thing that's sticking out in my mind that I haven't mentioned for a little while is that we are looking to do some more live shows in 2018. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're well up for doing it and we're well up for traveling a little bit to do it within reason. I think we'll be staying in mainland UK for the moment. <laughs> um, but Although I'm open to I'm open to Ireland. Yep, certainly. Yeah. 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 Be up for that too. Yeah. What we want to know is where you are. Yeah. Um, because we're trying to get a read on maybe where, if we were to go, people would actually come. Yeah, and <laughs> is there anyone we should perhaps be approaching? Anyone that um, we should perhaps be looking to uh, get in contact with to kind of try and make these shows happen? Yeah, if it, really, we're kind of looking for any and all feedback, any any ideas uh, from you guys. Hit us up through all the usual channels. It would be really nice to hear from you. Yeah. And yeah, like I say, just if nothing else, just to get a read on maybe where we're going to go next, because we do have some plans in the pipeline. Working on a couple of things, but we're always trying to do more. And it would be nice to see a few more of your faces. Yeah, your little faces. <laughs> but I suppose we're at an end again. Another one down. Another one down. 36 yeah. minisodes in the can. I guess 37, really. Yeah, if you count episode zero. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Well, we will be back on Friday talking The Lawnmower Man with Mr. Orson Oblowitz. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget that it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.